0: Grace and peace to you, Bloom, and welcome to our Guided Liturgy podcast. Today, as always, David, Taryn, Dulcie, and myself will be leading us through some elements of our liturgy, as well as a discussion around a passage from the Gospel of Matthew. And you'll also hear an original song that was written by folks within the Bloom community. Our prayer for you as you listen is that our hearts and hands would be open to what Christ is doing in us, among us, and through us and that our lives would continue to open wider and wider as we experience the presence of God here and now. So let's get into the liturgy.
1: Let's join together with the church worldwide and say the prayer of the day. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mercifully grant That the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please join me for the prayers. We pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.
2: Come upon us.
1: Come Holy Spirit creator and renew the earth come and walk this cracked and dry land with us renewing it with life and love bring springs of water where once there was only sand holy spirit come upon us come holy spirit counselor and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word teach us when to shout for justice when to speak truth to each other And when to be silent and listen. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. And let us begin that good work by inviting your peace and healing into our own lives. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come Holy Spirit, breath of God. Give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Free us to believe that we are who you have declared, your children, yours always. Holy Spirit. Come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth. Strengthen us to be bold in faith. Make us strong to stand and protect us from our own fears and the fiery arrows that may come. Holy Spirit.
0: Here, reading from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34. For thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the water courses and in all the inhabited parts of the land.
1: I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, And I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed,
3: and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore, thus says the Lord God to them I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. I will save my flock, and they shall no longer be ravaged, and I will judge between sheep and sheep.
0: I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks,
1: Thanks be to God. God.
3: Here, reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 25. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty, and give you something to drink? Or a stranger, and show you hospitality? or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, away with you, you cursed ones into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry and you didn't feed me, I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me." Then they will reply, "'Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and not help you?' And he will answer, "'I tell you the truth. When you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you are refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
2: So we've been journeying through the book of Acts this summer, and um, we were all kind of talking offline uh, throughout the last few weeks and about how really life-changing this has been for us to see the Church in this stage of learning to walk, of learning to be what the Church is as the body of Christ, learning what it feels like for the grace and the healing and the compassion and the power of Christ to flow from their bodies and their lives as they're empowered by the Holy Spirit to be the incarnation of Christ in their world. And I think that we're learning how to walk as they did. In our time because we have been confronted with a global pandemic with an economic recession that we've never seen we've been exposed to the horrors of racism oppression in a way that really hasn't happened in this country since the civil rights movement we've seen ourselves for who we really are and it's those moments that we're faced with this choice of who do we want to be and the church uniquely has to make the decision, are we going to live into the identity that Christ speaks over us? Or are we going to go our own way, which leads to everything that we've seen unfold before us in our culture, selfishness, hatred, murder, violence, oppression. But Jesus, through his life, displayed what the kindness of God, what the healing power of God, what the grace of God looks like released upon humanity and upon the earth. And in this verse that we read, uh, Jesus puts himself as the king at the end of all things. He's saying Christ Christ is giving us a window into the reality that exists in the eternal, that Christ holds all things, that he is above all things, that he's in all things. And he is the one that judges the hearts of all people at the end of the age. And it's one of those verses that makes us I think, uncomfortable to talk about, especially in the post-evangelical age, because we're talking about things like judgment and heaven and hell. But it's powerful because it's a chance for us to wake up to what truly matters in the heart of our creator, of our sustainer, Christ. Because he doesn't talk about doctrinal purity. He doesn't talk about stances on sexuality, or women in ministry, or politics, theology. and While all of those things merit deep, thoughtful, compassionate conversation, what he talks about is the simple, the almost gritty nature of being human. He talks about food, and water, and prison, and sickness. The church has talked about reason, as being one of the ways in which we can discover the voice of the Spirit in our lives. Reason among scripture, direct revelation, the voice of the community. And standing on reason, it does make sense to us that the Creator, the one who holds all things, the one who made each one of us, would care deeply, that we're provided for, that we are approached with compassion, that we're drawn in to fellowship, to community, and that in the times in our life when we are cast off and separated, that we retain that energy of union with the human family and with our Creator. This verse in light of who we see Christ to be through the life of Jesus and through the life of the early church, through the leading of the Spirit in our own lives, makes sense. It draws us into who Christ is for us and for this world. And standing on reason again, it would seem right that the creator who makes the created in his own image would want for us to reflect the heart of the creator to each other. That even it would be the bar of judgment for us. Did we treat each other as we have been treated by Christ, the one who holds us? Did we offer food? Did we offer water? Did we visit the ones who were cast off and in prison? Did we treat those who were sick with compassion? It would seem right that those who were created in the image of Christ would reflect the heart of Christ to each other. If you speak of judgment of hell and of heaven, it is a high bar, but it's also a window into the kindness, the compassion, and the beauty of Christ. The church in the Sacrament of baptism asks of the candidates a question in the baptismal covenant. The church asks the candidates, "Will you seek and serve Christ and all people?" The candidates, if they are to be admitted into the life of the church on the earth, they are to reply, "We will, with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ and all people?" "We will, with God's help." That's how this verse, the mystery of Christ and all things and all people has been interpreted by the church in the sacrament of baptism. I think for me it's a sobering question. When the day is done, did we feed? Did we clothe? Did we visit those in prison? Did we clothe those who were naked? Did we show compassion to those who were sick? That's how we'll be judged.
3: I think one thing that just immediately stands out to me is just the word see when they responded after he spoke. And they said, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? When did we ever see you sick or in prison? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think initially when I hear these verses, I can just jump to immediately like, I got to do this. (laughs) How am I I measuring up? Mm -hmm. You know, am I doing this? Am I feeding the sick? Am I... Clothing the naked, am I visiting, you know, and and what does that look like? Um, And yet that word see, for me, just, whoa, like slows everything down a little bit Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. speaks to like being aware Mm -hmm. of people and seeing them. Mm -hmm. And in that seeing and taking that time, recognizing what their needs are. Yeah. And identifying where they're at and where the brokenness is or where the need is. Um, And it becomes much more about connection and relationship and community Mm -hmm. versus this checklist of I got to do this (laughs) because it's, you know, it's going to get me on the right side of this list. And so it's just maybe a fresh challenge for me in thinking about going through my days before we, jumped on here. We just talked about the season that we're all in and, and there's a fatigue that I think is setting in with people on a, Mm -hmm. on multiple levels. And, um, and in that, I think it's easy for me to go inside myself and to just start making lists so that I can feel like things are getting done or I'm seeing something productive or something, that I can point to and feel good about or whatever. And, and it's just a really good reminder as I think about walking through the halls in my school and the students that we're coming into contact with, the students that we're not coming into contact with, even people in our community and, and even in my family. Am I living in an awareness where I can see them mm-hmm. and, and begin to meet them where they're at? And in that seeing, maybe start to identify how we can connect. I, I'm not even saying that I have something that I can offer them aside from seeing them <laughs> in, in just yeah. being with them. Um, I don't think, sometimes I feel like this passage makes it sound like for every problem you can fix it. Like if you're thirsty, you give them a drink. If they're hungry, you give them food. If they're naked, you give them clothes. Mm-hmm. There's just certain... Circumstances that we're in that, that don't really have a fix. But I want to embrace this challenge to see those around me and, at minimum, be like hold space with them, share what we have in common, and then, you know, let the spirit continue to, to move through that. Um, but yeah, for me, the word see just really That's good. connected.
2: Dulce, you reminded us a few weeks ago that it's through seeing with the eyes of Christ and hearing the ears of Christ and having the mind of Christ that we approach this world, which is to say it's it's a spiritual practice. I love that you're saying it's not a list. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual practice of being aware of Christ and His heart for us, His heart for people. We were talking after we centered on this passage last night. Um, Seth was just saying, Uh, I think you said it's just it's hard because it's almost so like it's such a mystery of Christ in all people. And and we're serving Christ when we serve other people. And the church even claims that and says, do you seek and serve Christ in all people? It's just it just throws it out again to us that it is it's a spiritual practice. It's being in the flow.
0: Yeah, I think it's mystical in a sense. Mm. And I think that kind of throws people off. I think when you talk about mystery, I feel like there are certain parts of the church that kind of shrinks back a little bit
2: Mm -hmm. when we talk
0: about that. Because I think because we're human, we really just want to know things. And if it's not clear and cut, then for some reason that makes people just not want to think about it. Mm Mm-hmm whereas a lot of traditions of the church and ones that have been around for a really long time tell us to embrace mystery. Yeah. And the Bible tells us to embrace mystery. Paul tells us to embrace mystery several times in Scripture. And, and even though this passage is pretty clear as far as Jesus telling us exactly what we need to do, <laughs> he's like, if you see people who need things, provide for them because you're being me to them. Mm-hmm. And yet there's something in the church right now that says that social justice is not the same justice that Jesus talks about. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it because I read passages like this and I'm like how can you even say that? Mm-hmm. And yet this is what this is what Jesus talks about when he talks about judgment and he talks about yeah. who's going to heaven and who's going to hell. Like,
2: yeah, one of the only times, you're right? Oh. He never
0: talks about this stuff, and yet it's recorded here in Scripture, and it's very clear what he wants us to do, mm. and yet we get stuck somehow thinking that we that helping people is weak, or being kind and empathetic and compassionate is somehow antithetical to to what the Christian life is about. Mm. I don't really understand it when I read passages like this because I'm like, it's very clear to me.
1: Yeah, or even that Jesus isn't in the suffering. Yeah, Like there's something in this that's like identifying that they weren't seeing him where he was Mm -hmm. and where he was was hungry, Mm -hmm. um, naked, um, in prison. Mm -hmm. So like even as an expansion of that, I do think We also, just humans, shy away from things that are suffering. And maybe this is also a reminder, like, not only is he about justice, but he's actually in those places that we don't want to be near or we're purposely walking away from. Mm -hmm. I I mean, there are certainly um, the naked and the thirsty and the hungry now, but I've just been talking a lot with people about mental health lately. And, Mm ugh, like, Jesus is there. He's there Mm -hmm. and like just really feeling this call to walk towards, to walk towards where he is in that, um, especially given kind of what you were talking about, Taryn, with the fatigue, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we're kind of all coming to the end of our Mm -hmm. best selves Mm -hmm. and, and there's just something about, he wasn't where they were looking.
2: Mm -hmm. Like,
1: are we so sure we know where to look (laughs) to find (laughs) Jesus?
2: it 's a call to such a deep, deep work mm-hmm. i mean i'm I'm so in agreement with you when you say we haven't advanced beyond social justice in Christianity mm-hmm. that those two are not mutually exclusive, but there's also this trap on the other side to see people as projects and mm-hmm. the recipients of some kind of policy change I mean truly to see the world, the way Christ sees it. I mean, criminal justice reform, for example, like I was just thinking as we're talking, like we are imprisoning Christ. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much deeper and richer and more complex because it's eternal. Yeah. And it's not a demographic, it's not people aren't these projects or numbers. It's mm-hmm. it's Christ, is what he's saying. Yeah. yeah. And so we either believe the scripture or we don't. Mm-hmm. And so like here around here we we believe that scripture is inspired. And that's what he's saying. Where it really hit me last week is is being present at one of the food distribution sites that we have. And there's just person after person receiving food and um single parents, people that are are at least saying that this is the only source of food for them in this recession. And it's so easy to be overwhelmed with that. And we have this, at least I do, this kind of proclivity to, to see people as projects in a hopeless mm-hmm. situation. And but I was thinking about that song that you wrote that the chorus is Christ and you and me and everything. I kept singing that in my mind, saying, like, Christ is in every one of these kids. Mm-hmm these parents, these people that are just, it's actually just the truest picture of of reality. The call is so deep. Mm -hmm. And my intuition tells me that once we follow that, once we fall into that reality of Christ, we completely lose the entirety of who we are because we start seeing the world as he does and sees people as he does. And we start seeing Christ and all people and all things. And totally shapes everything for us.
3: There does seem to be a disconnect between just that mindset, if you've grown up in evangelical church or church in general, I guess, of being like Christ, doing like Christ, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: without really connecting that to, the only way that that's really possible, if that's genuine, is having the heart and mind of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we're trying to grasp the being like Christ with our own heart and mind Mm -hmm. and just say I'm gonna gonna Mm -hmm. dig down and do this or I can do this within myself or I'm just gonna decide to do it or set out to do it with a real disconnect to before that doing, there's this whole transformational experience of taking on the mind and the heart of Christ for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like what you're saying, that's such a deep work <laughs> that isn't the end game of that isn't even to do, do, do. But that's the natural flow. Yeah. The, that's the natural yeah. outflow of having your heart and mind transformed by Christ yeah. to look like his. That then just happens as a natural outflow of... of seeing the way he sees, and feeling and loving the way he does. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure that we always keep those two tightly
0: connected. Mm -hmm. I think it's simple because, well, because it's tangible. Yeah. It's Christ saying, I came to this earth to be one of you. Yeah. And I became one of you, and I know know you. (laughs) Mm. and yet you don't know me. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm. He's like, I'm, I'm standing here in front of you, and you don't know me. That's right. And the way to know me is, is to, to love the people around you and to care for the people around you. And it, it isn't until we see Christ in everything that we know Christ, I think. I think we can know about Christ. This is, this is a very, like, churchy thing to say. We can know a lot about Christ, but be completely disconnected from him if it's not shown in the way we live our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about that, that song that we wrote. Like, I remember that chorus kind of popping into my head as I was riding, my kids were riding bikes and I was on skateboard and we were just riding down my neighborhood and watching people mm. walk by. And, and that just kind of popped into my head and Christ and you and me mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. And then this other line came, the first line of the song, the May Your Beauty Seep into Our Hearts Until It Becomes Us. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, those two things together, it just like clicked in my mind like, this is how we need to be living.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Like, we see the beauty of Christ in everything. Mm-hmm. If, if beauty is all around us and becomes us because it's just because we're so saturated in the beauty of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, then everyone around us is beautiful, and mm. everyone around us mm. is Christ. Mm-hmm. That's not me saying, like, I had this, you know, m- moment, like, I heard the voice of God or whatever. The heavens opened up. The heavens opened up. But it was, in some ways, this epiphany for me of, like, Christ saying, stop missing me.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's. I, I think that's the simple truth of this passage. I is, do too, is yeah. Christ is saying, stop missing me. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm everywhere around you. I'm in the hurting. I'm in the the prosperous. I'm in every single person. Don't miss me. Mm-hmm. We can feel so far away from Christ, especially in these moments that we're in now mm-hmm. where just everything feels dark mm-hmm. and everything feels broken. And yet he's literally saying, in that brokenness, you can see me. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm in the mm-hmm. broken human spirit (laughs) Mm -hmm. around you i'm in the eyes of every person that you see yeah and yet we miss it Mm -hmm. i miss it Mm
4: -hmm.
0: so that that song more than anything is a prayer Mm -hmm. may i see christ in everything
2: yeah that line you talk about is just a beautiful way to say incarnation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we become beauty of christ that is what Scripture says, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as we are the body of Christ, we are Christ to the world, which means that the hungry are fed, the thirsty are given water, the naked are clothed, and and Christ is saying, and they are Christ, I'm in them, and Mm -hmm. so it's this whole, like, as we are Christ and they are Christ, and it's this whole gathering up of all creation into one, which is what Christ prays. And that prayer of Jesus, may they be one, as you and I are one, as I am in you, may they be in me, may I be in them, and may they be one. It's this ultimate holding of all things.
1: Well, I've never really thought of that. Like I like that it's almost he's almost speaking to two groups of people. He's saying, There are those of you who need to see where I am. But then like there really is this place where it's like if you are in those places of being naked or mm-hmm. hungry. Like, I'm actually already with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love just, that. I've never thought of that. Mm-hmm. And I love that. It's he's He is, a, he is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm your defender. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm
3: calling the troops in on your behalf.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
3: right. To say, hey, let's take
2: care of yeah. our let's people. Pay attention. Yeah, <laughs>
3: let's pay attention.
2: That's why we're a body.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
2: It's just living into the reality of who we are, saying, you know, we've talked about this throughout the book of Acts, that just, we know nothing, really, the four of us. I mean, we're just trying as best we can to open ourselves to the Spirit. I mean, mean, we keep ending up at the same thing. Every passage, we keep saying, gosh, it really just is a call Mm -hmm. to open ourselves up to the beauty, the reality of Christ, the person of Christ, to be who He says that we are, hmm. as the body of Christ, and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit into all things. It really is. This verse is no different. It calls us into the deep reality of who we are,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and to see the world through that inspired lens, because the world is going to continue to throw Christ in prison. Mm-hmm and to leave Christ behind, Mm -hmm. and to deny Christ food and water and clothing. But it's this deep call to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to throw all that we are Mm -hmm. into the great and beautiful purposes of Christ on this earth. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I love that, by seeing, Mm -hmm. by experiencing with His eyes, with His heart, with His mind. May your
4: beauty seep into our hearts until it becomes a... Justice, like a rushing river, come flood through her. Okay.
0: Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
2: Bloom, may God who gives patience and encouragement give you a spirit of unity to live in harmony as you follow Jesus Christ, so that with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and to serve Jesus.